0: So, uh, Eric, this is uh, Jeff Cooper, Classic Christian Rock Radio, and this is the Time Machine Show. And also Hi, we'll be recording some things for our Daryl special, his birthday coming up April 7th. So we've got lots of things to go. So let's start with you, Eric. Uh, what's uh, some of your early bands?
1: Well, I was in a band called The Tropics, and uh, we got signed to Columbia Records. And uh, we had a song out that was played on bandstand called Time and uh, we also won the international battle of the bands in chicago and uh, we toured all over the southeast primarily although
0: we did make it to new york and chicago too Mm -hmm. i saw that uh, online you did a cover of uh, summertime blues and i think uh, tired of waiting is that the one that we all know and love oh yeah the kinks yes definitely i thought so okay and uh were you also involved in uh, a lot of surf music? Uh, I think as well. That was the Tropics or other bands.
1: Well, uh, at the time, surf music was big. Although we weren't, we were not a surf band. There was another band called the Romans in Tampa. Yeah, and they did "Surfer Joe" and "Wipe Out," and they did a, uh, a few surf songs, Mr. Lou by uh, Dick Dale, and. Uh, we did a, a James Brown show. We did a Rolling Stone show. We did a Beatles show. We did, uh, all the, the top 10 songs at the time. So
0: we had quite a repertoire. That's awesome. Okay. Um, Fortress. Incidentally, yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Inci- sorry.
1: Incident, incidentally, uh, that movie, The Green Book, uh, mm-hmm. one of the songs in The Green Book when they're leaving New York, it's called "Goodbye, My Love." We had recorded that back in the '60s, and uh, it was it was interesting to to hear that in the movie. Just a point of interest.
0: Yes, <laughs> I remember back in a, a while ago when we had you up here for concerts. You mentioned the uh, the Pointer Sisters. Is that correct as well?
1: Um, uh, not so much, no. I, uh, I don't know, uh, exactly where the Pointer
0: Sisters came from. Okay. So. I don't know. Maybe it was one. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> edit this one out, Mr. Bill. Maybe it was somebody else in the band at the time that had played with Pointer Sisters. It, it came up for some reason. I don't know why it stuck in my head. So ignore that. Uh, we're going to move up to 1980. Uh, Fortress, uh, you're known for that band. Um, tell us a little bit about it.
1: Well, uh, Fortress, uh, was a band that was formed in LA. And, uh, my longtime friend Charlie Souza, uh, got in with Mama Joe's uh, recording studios. And, uh, he's the one that introduced me to that, that, uh, that studio. And we worked in there for about three or four years before, uh, forming the group Fortress. And, uh, the, Producer, uh, Freddie Pirro, got us a a, uh, showcase with Atlantic Records, and at the time, you know, Led Led Zeppelin was with Atlantic, and we really wanted to be with Atlantic, but we had offers from Warner Brothers and pretty much all the big labels. Mm -hmm. So uh, we continued on with that. We had a a four-album deal, Mm -hmm. but um, Bob Greenberg, who was our champion at... Atlantic Records left and and uh, started his own label called uh, with uh, White Snake. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so we kind of lost our contact there and fell through the cracks. And we did one album, but it didn't really get uh, a lot of recognition. Mm-hmm. It did. It did well in Europe, but uh, not so much in the States.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you have? Uh, I can't. You had one single, I think. Hands in the Till. Does that ring a bell?
1: Yes, it does. Yeah, that
0: was uh, one of the the singles on there. Yeah, that's uh, the one I could find online anyway. So it does ring a bell. And um, the next band you had, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Is it Bacchus? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, Bacchus was uh, actually before Fortress, okay. and that was. That was after the uh, Tropics.
0: Okay, so I noticed a similar, some similar bandmates in that band, so I thought it maybe was... Yeah, that.
1: Charlie Souza uh, yeah. and I worked together in the Tropics. Okay. And uh, Bacchus and also uh, Fortress.
0: Yeah, well, that's very cool. And I guess I should ask you then, uh, how did you meet up with Daryl Mansfield for the first time?
1: Well, um, I was recording with Denny Carell, Mm-hmm. at uh, Inter- International Automated Studios in Orange County. And uh, Daryl was also doing an album, Higher Power, there. Right. And uh, so I ran into Daryl in the studio and uh, got to know him a little bit. And um, he called me later. He was changing his rhythm section in the band, and I recommended a, a rhythm section to him. Mm-hmm. And he was very happy with them. That was uh, Charlie Susan, and Donnie Bosberg.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, all all familiar names to me anyway <laughs> yeah awesome <laughs> so um, just looking at my notes here so 1983 actually I've got some physical CDs in front of me here to look at here and the first one you appear on I think is The Vision is that right that's right
1: yeah The The Vision was uh, a great album we had just uh, gotten Bill Lorden in the band. Yes. On drums. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he had just come out of, uh, Robin Trower at the time. He had done that live album with Robin Trower that went platinum. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, we had a rocking, rocking band at that time.
0: Yeah. I was trying to, uh, talking to Jeff Nicholson earlier. We weren't able to connect on here, but he's left, uh, some good greetings and hopefully a couple of good stories on our studio lines that be added to the show. Um, he was your bass player, so I remember that. Right. Right?
1: Yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, Jeff was a great bass player. Yeah, he yeah, sure he was, was I'm
0: and a good slap bass, I remember. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so some of the songs on there I'd like to talk a little bit about. Uh, no More Blues, Hard Times, always, to me, was hand-in-hand hand together. On the album, at least they flow in nicely. Uh, some terrific guitar playing on there. Can you tell me a little bit about those two songs?
1: Well, uh, Daryl had written Hard Times and had that, uh, for quite a while before we recorded it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just uh, a rockin' tune. I added some riffs to it and, uh, it, it turned out nicely. Uh, no More Blues uh, is kind of a shuffle and, and, uh, just a, a great, uh, gospel lyric to that one.
0: Mm hmm. It's appeared two or three times on different albums and different little different arrangements, of course. Um I think it was originally on his first solo album uh, and then uh, appeared later on uh, on some live albums as well. One of Daryl's, uh, I guess his signature tune, one of them, uh, Jerusalem is. A, this is a remake, or cover. I cover can't do a cover of your own song, but uh, I guess a re remade version for the vision, and is a incredible guitar solo in the original. But yours, if not matches, it beats it for sure. Uh, tell us about that in studio.
1: Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I I appreciate that. Um, you know, it was just capturing a feeling, and and at the moment, you know, being inspired by the song and uh, It's it's been quite a while since we recorded that one, mm-hmm. but uh, I, re- I remember it was magical and uh, blessed time.
0: Yeah It's one that you can really feel and vision what's being uh, sung about for sure in the music um, So next one I have here in front of me anyways is uh, the Revelation album and, uh, that was delving a bit into heavy metal and, uh, lots of rock and blues. Really great. It's, it's probably Daryl's most popular album. And, um, first story I want to ask you about, because I've heard from different people, different, uh, takes on this one. Paul Gilbert shows up on here he very young. I know he's in his teens, early teens. How on earth did he get to be on this album?
1: Well, that's a a fantastic story. There's there's a music show called the NAM show here in Anaheim every year and um, I was at the NAM show one year and and I I hear this Ingwe Monstein style guitar coming <laughs> yeah. out, out of a booth. Yeah. And uh, I I walked by and it's a it was just a, a little kid playing by himself <laughs> and no one was watching. And and I my jaw hit the floor. I said, hmm. I, I love your playing, man. You're, you're going someplace. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to do something. <laughs> yeah. And, and Paul said, thank you. You know, he was just really a sweetheart. Yeah. And, um, uh, I said, I, I got to get your number so I can get in touch with you later. And he gave me his phone number and, uh, we were in the middle of the revelation. I said, I got a guitar player that is just stellar. Mm-hmm. He's just out of this world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I called Paul and I went up to Hollywood and he was living up there at the time. I picked him up. I think he was 17, 16, 17 years old. Yeah. And, uh, brought him to the studio and, uh, um, he started playing and Daryl said, what planet are you from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he just knocked it out of the park and, you know, it was just, uh, Sweetheart of a guy and a and a great time.
0: Yeah. And I think it's Thunder and Lightning. He does the opening riffs for that. Is that the first one he's appearing on?
1: No, no, actually i no. I played that okay. I played on that one. He played on uh Jesus Will reign. That's it. That's it. And uh After the
0: Storm. That's the one. That's awesome. Thunder and Lightning's awesome by the way. <laughs> well thank you. Was, yeah, I'm was proud gonna, of that one. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you a little bit about that. Uh, how many takes did it take for that one? <laughs>
1: Well, we fortunately we've been playing it live before we recorded it, yeah. and uh, so it didn't didn't take a lot of time to do it really.
0: That's good. No, it's a it's a classic, and uh, one of my favorites because he even mentions Canada. Uh, a song called Running. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Another good one. And his, uh, I guess I keep calling them classics, but they are a uh, Bible study. Now, tell us a little story about that. Um, some people claim the tune's a little familiar. Uh, is there some story behind that?
1: Uh, it is. A, it's a Buddy Holly song, right. and um, uh, Daryl wrote new lyrics to it, mm-hmm. and I put kind of a ZZ Top guitar part with it, yeah. and uh, it turned out turned out really good. We actually contacted uh, the people that. Mm-hmm. About the song, and they listen to it, and they said, "No, that's that's not the same song." Oh, that's
0: good. <laughs>
1: don't, don't don't worry about the royalties on that one.
0: <laughs> good, <laughs> You know Led Zeppelin court cases with you anyway, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's good. No, that's a great tune. And um, the other one I have in front of me here is Live and Flavo. It's a very very popular. I think Daryl just made it available again um, to everybody. It's a live concert over in Flavo. Um, any stories from that, uh, concert or that booking?
1: Well, it was just, uh, one of those bookings where everything went right. Yeah. And, and, uh, the sound was right. The, um, the crowd was very enthusiastic and, and, uh, everything just flowed great for that concert. They took good care of us and, and, um, the album turned out really well I was just really happy with that album
0: yeah it's great it's got no more blues million dollar feeling I was running uh, thunder and lightning live uh to capture those live unbelievable great stuff and uh Jesus coming soon I think is that the one where Daryl starts talking about the saving the whales is that right
1: yeah 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 that's that's one of them yeah it was
0: it was saved the whales, but we don't save the babies. Exactly. Wow. It's quite a story there. And then he did uh, Benny King stand by me for the, probably for the, the first time live. Um, and I'm thinking on that cut, uh, he also went into, um, at least I have heard him li- live before, uh, going into every breath you take. Uh, does that ring a bell as well? Oh, yeah. He's, he started uh putting that in there and yeah. and work
1: a little uh, theme around that as well.
0: Yeah, I loved how he would do that would uh would put um familiar tunes and uh make them gospel basically. <laughs> great great stuff. Okay. One of my absolute favorites. You've got some stories about this, I'm sure. Um, first time we looked at it, thought, Oh, that looks like Daryl and Eric on the cover. Oh, it's Mansfield Turner blues with a feeling. What's this all about? So I grabbed it and it's great. It's one of my favorites. Uh, tell us a little bit about that recording.
1: Well, um, we did that at, uh, Calvary Chapels studio Mm -hmm. in, uh, coast in, uh, Santa Ana. Yeah. And, uh, it was a great, uh, great time there. You know, the, st- the studio was working well and, and, uh, the album was a lot of fun. We, we brought in, uh, there was a group there touring from Europe and, uh, we brought them in the studio to make a cap, make cafe sounds. So we handed them cups and mm-hmm. told them to talk and, and, uh, so we had it sounding like a little cafe on the on the one song yeah
0: yeah i often wondered about that because it sounds live <laughs> so it's live in studio right, right? and, and uh,
1: yeah so they just acted like it was a cafe and
0: yeah tur-
1: turned out nice
0: and this is probably the first time in on uh, recorded people get ready his signature tune now i think people get ready um right yeah that was the first time we recorded that it was uh
1: We've been hearing the Jeff Beck version quite a bit in the original and, and,
0: uh, I think Daryl's voice just really shines on that. It sure does. It's amazing. As well as Stand By Me is a uh, recording uh, on here as well. And, uh, a concert standard for sure. One I want to ask you about because there's some debate on this. Well, I don't debate it. I think, uh, this one's the best version of it. Nobody's fault but mine. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, Daryl really wanted to do uh that song and uh I loved the Led Zeppelin version of it mm-hmm. and uh so we hammered it out in the studio and and uh, turned out great, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And then uh a friend of mine actually uh, one of our uh it's actually Mr. Bill. He likes he likes the 77's cover of it as well, which I do, of course. And I says, "Well, I got one to beat for you. There was one time <laughs> you guys were in concert with uh 77s over in europe at least daryl was anyway and he comes on stage with them and they play it together so i guess you get the best of both worlds there have you <laughs> have you seen that youtube i haven't seen that oh one, you, you have know. to look it up 77s um and it's uh daryl mansfield walking on stage i guess they had shared the stage and then he came on to join him on it i have to find out from uh, michael rowe whether that was spontaneous or planned it seems spontaneous which doesn't surprise me for daryl uh, Oh, he loved he loved doing uh, the the spon- spontaneous things yeah exactly okay i've got your albums here and i want to go over some of those so we've got um i'm not even sure if i got the order right uh, any reason why is Eastgate the name of the band, or did you just call like I think it's um, yeah Eastgate Eric Turner? Um, what's the story behind that?
1: Well, uh, Eastgate in Jerusalem is uh, the, the Lord's supposed to come down the, the Mount of Olives and, and go through the Eastgate that's been sealed for two thousand years. Yeah, A- and uh, it's it, it was more. That thought about the Lord coming back and, and coming through the East Gate, it just uh, very meaningful to me. Yeah. And uh, uh, I just really was
0: intrigued by that. And then I've got uh, Golgotha in front of me, East Gate 3. So was that, uh, no, East Gate 4. No, nope, 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just moving my eyes back, don't have my glasses on. Uh, this is one, this actual copy you autographed for me here in, in, uh, Vancouver. And, uh, the al- album's Gol- Golgotha, then you've got Secret Place of Thunder, Eastgate, and then Eric Turner Band, Seven. Is that the right order? <laughs> Does it seem- right, uh, there was
1: one, the first one was coming through, then the, mm-hmm. then the Secret Place of Thunder. Yeah. And third was Golgotha, <clears throat> Seven was, uh, that was number four. Yeah, and then um, most recently, rises. That's the number one.
0: Five, and that yeah. just came out a few years ago. Is that right? Right. I, I, have, to uh-huh. get, I have to get that one, so I'll find it. <laughs> um, I'd be happy to send it to you. Oh, bro. that'd be terrific! Thank <laughs> you so much. I'd love it, love it. I'll get to you that my information later. <laughs> so the songs, right. the songs that stood out to me, like I said, put stars beside uh, on the albums, uh, "Ticket to Heaven." Tell us a little bit about that song, if you can. Uh, Ticket to Heaven is, is, uh, co wrote that
1: with a, uh, a girl from Florida. And she had a, she, she really liked that title. And so I, I did the, I wrote the song to go with that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just a rockin' song. Yeah. I just, uh, that riff came from a, uh, a, a studio session. And, uh, so I worked Put the whole thing together
0: and and it worked out really nice Mm -hmm. mm-hmm next one I have down is called not of this world
1: not of this world yeah that was uh, written in in uh, Maui and uh, I was working on that with uh, my friends Steve Vaughn Mm -hmm. and kind of came together there on the beach looking at the sunset over Lahaina. But uh, mm -hmm. Not of This World has has become quite a catchphrase. and That song was really written before Not of This
0: World became like a Christian catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Um, Standing on the Rock. Another great rocker.
1: Yeah, standing on the rock that doesn't roll.
0: That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> Another good catchphrase we've grabbed onto, but I like it. <laughs> and uh, Yes, sir. Yeah. And then tell us about Golgotha. That's such a powerful song and a powerful message in that. And, of course, with Easter coming up, uh, we do usually do an Easter broadcast as well, and I'm sure that song has been part of it every year. Um, tell us a bit about that one
1: well it it uh just came from the vision of uh the lord on the cross mm-hmm. and uh it uh came out of a jam in a, in a re- in a rehearsal studio but uh it just uh, is the vision of the lord on the cross and then the the uh resurrection at the end of it mm mm-hmm.
0: The next tune I have down here uh, one of our listeners uh, likes to compare you with on this song anyway he's a big fan he says that this one could easily have been recorded by Bachman Turner overdrive it's called wheels
1: yeah that's the vision of Ezekiel uh, by the river Chebar and uh comes right out of the Bible and And the uh, wheels—it's kind of the vision of the throne room and the the seraphims. And
0: and Bachman Turner was definitely an influence with me. I I really love those guys. Yeah, great, great guys. Good band and Canadians, of course. (laughs) Uh, One I like as well. Um, I've got two checks beside it. Hold back the fire.
1: Oh, back to fire is is an interesting song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Sifton is a friend of mine, and uh, he helped me with that one. Uh, the lyrics just kind of came out of uh, out of the air, you know, just one of the, one of those things.
0: Okay. Um, what, oh, of course, <clears throat> another one that uh, definitely fits in with the Easter theme, uh, Carry the Cross, another powerful message. Um, tell us about that one.
1: Well, we all carry the cross, yeah. you know, in, in our life. And uh, that's that's the mes- message, you know, that we all, we all have to carry the cross mm-hmm. and, and be a witness to Christ and uh it's the vision of it was he was in Gethsemane uh and uh sweating great drops of blood and yeah. praying that the cup would pass away, but nevertheless the the will of God be done mm-hmm. and and uh I just thought that was a
0: a beautiful idea, yeah, yeah, it is beautiful. Another catchphrase song, but it's a good gr- it's a good one. Higher ground, not to be confused with uh Stevie Wonder, I don't think. Uh tell us about that one.
1: Yeah, that's that's another song that came together in the studio. Um uh, we had a a rough idea and the guitar part and then the lyrics just kinda uh came together. Bubba had the idea higher ground and mm-hmm. um he was he was singing on on the tracks on the seven. Oh, cool!
0: And uh, <clears throat> it was a, a blessing. Just uh, really like that song. Yes, it's a good one. And another one. Uh, I think there's a few title a few songs with the same t- this title, but this one's a whole different song. Uh, of course, about call it, um "Walk on the Water" is what it's called, actually. Walk on the water.
1: Walk on the water. Yeah, that's. Uh, Obviously, the story about Jesus walking on the water. Yeah. And he, Jesus walked on the water and he preached on the land. Mm hmm. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And, uh, I was going to ask you, um, whether you like studio or live better. Um, most people say both. Uh, what, what say you? <laughs> <laughs> I love both. I mean, what you
1: do in the studio, you know, is very important because it stays out there and goes on and on. Yeah. And, uh, live is, is always different. Yeah. You, you have really great nights live and, and sometimes the mix will be funny or, mm-hmm. or the lights will go off or the PA will go off. It's, uh, unpredictable. Yeah. At, at times. Yeah. And
0: if you record but i I love both, yeah, let's love both, yeah, yeah, and if you record live, you may end up in the studio again with it anyways, to add something that you missed or <laughs> or should have been there, right, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it
0: uh you, you you can get a second chance in the studio, yeah, as long as you're in tune, right, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, so any memorable gigs that you have? Uh, anything that uh, outstanding happened over your career in, in any con- confirmation of any uh, band? Um, well, there's a, a lot of uh,
1: memorable moments. That's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, playing the Folk Arts Theater with Daryl Mansfield in uh, the Philippines. And yeah. A massive, uh, massive building and, and, uh, just, just an amazing time. Uh, there was Reverend Cho's church in Seoul, Korea. Mm-hmm. He has a, about a mil- million members and they're either watching on TV, but the church itself is massive. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the Creation Festival. Yep. And... That's in Philadelphia, right? I believe so.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. They flew us in a small plane into the festival site. Uh, and, uh, I think there was 90,000 people there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was, uh, incredible. Wow. You no, it would be, uh, I wished, I always wish I had gone to that one. Um, okay. So a couple of things I wanted to ask as well, um, you were quite involved over the years with a couple of uh, ministries. One I think it's called Bibles for Troops, is that the right name for it? Uh, Bibles for Marines. That's the one, Uh, that's it. Yeah. Right,
1: right, yeah. uh,
0: What's that all about?
1: Bibles for Marines is a, a wonderful ministry. They have reached a point now where they have given out Enough Bibles for every Marine to have a leather embossed Bible with the Marine insignia. Beautiful. And, and, uh, we d- we've done many concerts for the Marine base over there. As well as, uh, there's another ministry, Armor of Light, mm-hmm. that does, uh, does music
0: ministry over there and I work with them as well. Mm hmm. Oh, it's good. And, uh, the other one I have down here is Rock for Socks. Is it Rock and Socks or Rock for Socks? Rock and Socks. Yeah, I'm that's. Okay. <laughs> Tell us all about that because that looks cool. That would be one I'd love to just jump behind you guys and sing along. Well,
1: oh, it's about, yeah, helping the
0: homeless. Yeah. And, and, uh,
1: we've been to Skid Row, I don't know how many times, but, uh, at this point we've passed out over a, Hundred thousand pairs of socks. Wow! To uh, which is one of the greatest needs for the homeless: mm-hmm. is a nice, new, clean pair of socks. Yeah. And yeah. so we walk the streets like troubadours, and <laughs> we usually have about twenty-five people with us. Mm-hmm. So we we sing sing the blues, gospel blues, and and pass out socks yeah. and, and and talk to people. And uh, the response has been
0: overwhelming. Yeah. It's just been. A beautiful thing that's beautiful no we love to see that and uh, I've uh, keep track and Tina lets us know when that's happening and <laughs> it's always great to watch uh, the Facebook page and and see your uh, involvement in that um, and the other one oh I know I think you've also been involved with uh, is it Bikers for Christ or one of the motorcycle Ex- groups exactly yeah. yeah Bikers for Christ yes. uh, Still very active
1: with Bikers for Christ. We have a big tour and rally coming up in Scottsdale, Arizona next week. Great. Gearing up for that. uh, Daytona Bike Week, uh, the Australian Bikers for Christ brought brought over 20,000 Bibles to give out. And so uh, gave out about 19,000 Bibles in Daytona Mm -hmm. last week and uh bikers for christ you know they they reach out to the one percenters and yeah the hard- the hardcore bikers mm-hmm. and, uh, it's just uh really a heartfelt ministry for me i really
0: yeah relate to that and they'll they'll you can reach them like no one else can because you meet them where they live and uh you like to ride as well right so
1: <laughs> that's right, yeah. yeah, I got my harley road king and uh,
0: we've done a lot of writing yeah yeah uh, did Daryl ride at all or was that just a nice cover for an album he, uh bikers for Christ yeah.
1: gave him uh, a a trike a three-wheel motorcycle that's the one he, yeah
0: he rode that for a while yeah <laughs> great it's good yeah I love that love that album cover it's uh, one of his <laughs> uh, box sets there I think <laughs> it's awesome and um, I guess to tie things up, Daryl has said uh, many times on stage, at least when I've seen you, that um, you guys have been together longer than most marriages. So um, I guess you have a friendship uh, that's been around for a long time. Um, any funny stories you can tell us before we let you go? Well, Daryl's just uh,
1: closer than a brother to me. Uh, we've been together about 40 years now. Yeah. And, and, uh, He's just a, a great guy and a very sincere guy. Uh, we have a lot of funny stories. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we've laughed as as hard as anybody <laughs> yeah. on, on some of the, some of these tours. Yeah. But uh, one one funny story was he was teaching me to boogie board and in, in, uh over in Oahu at, at the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm out there for my first time, and, and uh, I'm he says, okay, here's, here's a wave. And uh, so I go for it, and I hear everybody gasping in the back of me. I'm the only one out there. <laughs> so I go right down the face and go go to the bottom. It's like a, you know, uh, tumbling across the bottom, barely missing the reefs. And mm-hmm. So I, I, I come out of the water, uh, and. Uh, I said, "Man, that was great. It's just like a washing machine." <laughs> Daryl got the biggest kick out of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, wow. I've got some great memories too. Um was a concert in Seattle. It's a funny kind of a funny one, and I won't mention the artist's name. You guys opened for a very prominent CCM artist. And the funny part of what was you guys just rocked the place so it was so good. Uh, and then he come on with his tape machine singing along. And even Daryl says, I can't, I can't do this. Let's go out. So we all went out for dinner (laughs) together. I don't know if you remember that, (laughs) but, um, uh, I, I I do, do have a, a memory. Yeah. But Daryl was always so, awesome welcoming and i remember we were there and whoever was booked booking said who are these guys is all oh, there with us they can stay and eat with us that was uh so cool that he'd allow <laughs> us normal folks <laughs> to, to come and that uh, but um some great memories i have lots of great memories from you guys and uh thank you very much for your music over the years I can't wait to get your newest album, and we'll play that a lot. We do play you a lot on Classic Christian Rock Radio. Um Very popular, fits right in with our rock and hard-edge music, and I'd um, like to thank you for that, and thank you for this time spending and uh, also for helping us out with the special for Daryl as well. But I definitely wanted to get to talk to you and get uh lots of background on, on uh, your stories as well. And uh, it'll be on a future Time Machine show, um, usually within a month or two. We'll have it on, and I'll let you know when it airs, and uh, send you a copy of it as well.
1: Great, Jeff. It's been a a real blessing sharing with you today, and I I thank you for having me on the program.
0: I thank you so much, and uh, God bless you.